The truth is that the values on which human worth depends in Western cultures are based on images of perfection marketed by the entertainment industry and the culture in general. They set an impossible standard of excellence for many individuals. Not even a beautiful princess could measure up to its imperious demands. Contestants in beauty contests, including the Miss America and Miss Universe pageants, are often aware of their flaws and shortcomings. If asked, they will divulge which aspects of their bodies they find frustrating and embarrassing. Some even seek surgical remedies for these perceived imperfections. If the most beautiful and handsome people in the world often feel inadequate and insecure, what about today's teenagers? How is a gangly and immature kid supposed to deal with rejection and name-calling by those who are blessed with the coveted characteristics? And what about the individual who not only lacks a measure of physical attractiveness, but also fails in school and faces other assaults on personal worth? Indeed, it is this common scenario that led me in 1974 to address what I observed to be an epidemic of inferiority within a generation of children. At that time, I was an assistant professor of pediatrics at the University of Southern California Medical School and was working with many families who asked me how to help their kids cope with everyday pressures. Thus, I sat down to write a book eventually titled Hide or Seek, which offered ten strategies for parents and teachers seeking to build healthy and confident children. The book was an immediate bestseller and has continued as a classic of child-rearing to this day. As I write, twenty-five years have passed since Hide or Seek was first published. In that period, the popular culture has become even more vicious and unforgiving. Thus, it is very difficult to get our kids through adolescence without their experiencing some elements of self-hatred and loathing. Hollywood, the rock music industry, television, fashion models, and the Internet make it clear to children and teenagers every day that some people are valuable and others are not. Those who don't measure up are dissed and treated like geeks and nerds. In short, the need for advice on how to build confidence in children is greater than ever. What is responsible for the destructive attitudes that continue to plague the young in cultures around the world? There are many logical answers, but I believe the American entertainment industry must take much of the blame. Its culpability is illustrated by a 1999 study conducted in the islands of the South Pacific after the penetration of Western television by satellite transmission. For the first time, teenagers began watching such programs as Melrose Place and Beverly Hills 90210. The attitudinal changes occurring have been dramatic, including the adoption of fashion and hairstyles of the television stars. More importantly, the girls began exhibiting symptoms of serious eating disorders. Dr. Ann Betcher, executive director of the Harvard Eating Disorder Center, studied 65 Fijian girls who watched television at least three times per week. She found that they were 50% more likely to perceive themselves as too big or too fat than other girls. Nearly two-thirds had attempted to lose weight in the past 30 days. What is even more distressing is that 50% of the girls said that they had deliberately vomited to control their weight. In 1995, when television arrived, only 3% were bulimic. Clearly, the girls have been attempting more recently to emulate Heather Locklear and other skinny but beautiful actresses.
Fijian teenagers are learning what several generations of American girls have understood, that achieving the look is critical to social survival. This is why they do such foolish things as putting rings through the tips of their tongues where millions of tiny nerves are located, or decorate their youthful bodies with tattoos that they will someday hate. Can there be any doubt that parents whose children are under this pressure and dozens of other cultural influences need help? This is the background for my book, which is still relevant after all these years. However, the language was beginning to show the ravages of time. The illustrations had become dated, for example. Thus, we set about revising and updating the concepts that I had written when Richard Nixon was still the United States president. The result is building confidence in your child.